Good morning and welcome. You're listening to B-Side Morning Brew with Beige and Niles. Hot coffee, cool chatting, chilling on the corner of Lifestyle Ave and Music Street on 91.5 KUNV Jazz and More. Let's start with our sip of coffee. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it. Well, let's just get right into it, brother. We yes. were... Jump right in. The water's warm. <laughs> Come on in. Come on um, in. It was the other day we were trying to figure out topics for this particular show, and you and I started down this road of booking our respective uh, bands, if you will, right? Our projects. Yep. Projects, right. And we realized like we should save we should save this conversation for the radio show because it is quite interesting topic in terms of the trials and tribulations of booking, right? Uh, whether you're booking a big band or a trio, it's kind of, well, there's differences, but in terms of there's some, some huge similarities there. So it's festival seasons coming up, right? What and live music you, season, you know, people are getting out yeah. of the house. They want to see some live music. Yep. Like um, for, for instance, with the, with your project, with, uh, the, um, the generation, generation gap yeah. jazz orchestra yeah like what's going on with you guys and you know in terms of booking or what are you guys trying to do right now well you know we're we're at a a point in the project where it's time to do another album so we have to consider that yep or we'd like to do another album well before okay before that then right before, so in so, terms of music business so we can let the audience in on right. how that works so you've got your first album out do you feel other than the award, obviously, other than the Grammy. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that you honestly have gotten what you really wanted out of that album in terms of really letting people know it exists, how many people know it exists, touring the album, things like that? Have you really given it a shot? Or as most musicians, we all know, once we put out something, we're already bored and we want to move on to the next thing anyway. Right. And we don't truly give our our albums a real chance for the listeners to really soak it in because creatively we're already on to the next thing which is unfair to the listeners quite honestly and maybe to us as well but do you feel that your first record you guys have really stretched that out to where you that you that you need to and or want to well it's interesting because usually it's kind of like a chicken or the egg type situation usually you're spending time performing yeah the content from that album to garner respect and recognition or not recognition garner publicity in audiences in order to hopefully get a grammy or hopefully to get some type of recognition Mm -hmm. we kind of did it backwards we were we we introduced you know the nature the nature of the way music is disseminated now Mm -hmm. we released things on streaming platforms and did a release a live release show Mm-hmm. But leading up to that, before we did the release show, it was after the Grammy voting had been done. Right. Or at least the first round. So right. a lot of what we did, we never performed with the band live prior to the Grammy voting. So in terms of traction for the album, most of it was done through publicity and public relations, and which is interesting too, because you need to have some type of presence uh in order to book a gig right you can't you yeah. don't just go up to carnegie hall and say hey we want the generation gap jazz or so it's like well right. what press do you have where where can we find your music mm-hmm. are there any clips of you performing you know yeah, so of course it's very interesting uh the, the path we took but in terms of 
now that we've had the album out there met with some critical acclaim and some success no we haven't really had an opportunity because the group not only is so large yeah you know the 18 piece big band yeah with special guests um we have not really maximized that so what's interesting now is we're putting together a package to be able to present that on the next level mm-hmm. now and with appro- that go mm-hmm. ahead sorry and approach these venues and say listen here here here's what the group entails here's what the budget is here's what everything is is this something you'd be interested in well and with that in mind you know we're talking about an 18 piece band and so that's quite the personnel that's quite the dollar figure in terms of whoever's going to book the band right i mean and logistics yeah so <laughs> i could just the trials and tribulations just there alone i can imagine are quite quite large and would limit you in terms of like how many shows you can realistically play at this time per year right so maybe what two to three shows max at if you're getting the budget you know if what i mean if you look at some of the more established big bands that have garnered some success over the years like a maria schneider jazz orchestra and we're obviously we're talking about just on one level of size of a group maria schneider jazz orchestra count basie christian mcbride big band gordon goodwin you know all these big bands that are out there that are somewhat in the main strip monkestra mm-hmm. um we're only doing four to five shows a year and yeah. those are established groups generation on, la- gab, on so labels right with, on la- with yeah, generation right, yeah. gab jazz orchestra's only been around three years technically two right. years with that in really? mind depending depending upon where you'd want to go with it i mean could you if you i, I we've kind of talked about i think i know the answer to this but could you whittle that band down to, to get the music across to play live shows if you wanted to play more live shows and just whittle that band down you know to no really- because part of the allure of having that band there is the fact that it's made up of all these all-star players so in fact mm-hmm. in some of the contract negotiations we've had it's like well we need to have a majority of the core group there mm-hmm. you know yeah. maybe not kurt elling or whatever that's a whole different price point but yeah you know we need to have the majority of people that were on the album perform yeah at this festival that was a yeah. mandate so right. right you know but by the same token you're allowed to, to command more of a fee because well you want to get this all-star group well this is what the all-star group costs yeah and everyone everyone wins ultimately yeah. but it does require that so that is the upside of having the success we've had so far yeah which then lead it so i mean in terms of wanting to or getting ready to do the second album what do you really want to achieve out of this aside of the obvious of you know submitting once again for the you know for the grammy uh, grammy nomination at the very least things like that other than those kinds of things i'm talking about well unless that's just what you guys want to do or is it more important to get it out to, like you want people to love what you're doing and as a result would want to play live and people adhere to what you're doing i mean we all have our goals of uh, what we want out of the music, right? So the I, yeah. So the question I would have is, are you guys just wanting to get the accolades, or are you wanting to really get an audience and do your thing? You know what I mean? Well, I think as with anything, when we formed this project, if you will, yeah, we had a mission that we would include people from generations to make music together. So yeah. we've got this literal generation gap within the, the sections, within the uh, within the artists that we present. Yeah. And it's been a vehicle to present original music, original yeah. arrangements and such 
in this format, big band format. So from a, a project standpoint, yeah, we definitely want to keep doing it with that in mind. And we yeah. think that that has appeal to an audience and build an audience and also through the artists that we bring in to perform in the band as guests and with the core group that we've already put together. Yeah, no, it's such an interesting thing, right? In terms of, again, with the projects, having business strategies, you know, when we're kids and you just, we're playing music because we love to play music. Not that we love playing music now, obviously, but in terms of the strategy was like, let's just write songs or let's do this and let's record and let's just have a good time. And now, you know, as we get older, we're talking strategies and there's, you know, it's a business at the end of the day. And it's really trying to find that happy medium. And I do want to talk about that in our next segment coming up. But in the meantime, why don't we, why don't we play a Generation Gap Jazz Orchestra tune for our listeners? What would you like to play? So, I mean, there's so many great tunes off that album. I easy, on this, easy on the selling point. Go on. There's so many, so <laughs> much great music. Every song you. is Every just... song is just phenomenal. <laughs> just There's, a huge I hit. mean, you just, you can't yeah. lose. Uh, yeah. You know. But I really think that uh, one of the songs that, or one of the tunes on the album that really best represents the band is uh, a tune entitled it was the it was the lead track off the album I've Got Algorithm, and it featured the whole sax section. It really uh, exemplifies what a big band is all about musically. It, what do you well? What is that? What is what is a big band all about? In the tradition of the big band, it mm -hmm. comes from a swing tradition, yeah. swing, jazz. You know, some of the traditional jazz chord progressions, and so this tune exemplifies that. It's a Rhythm changes based off the tune I've got rhythm. And so this is an original tune written by Stephen Feifke and performed by the Generation Gap Jazz Orchestra entitled I've Got Algorithm. A little homage to the younger generation dealing with social media, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm, I like it. You're listening to it here with B Side Morning Brew on 91.5 KUNV Jazz and More. <laughs>
You're listening to B-Side Morning Brew with Bijan Niles on 91.5 KUNV Jazz and More. That last tune you heard was Tune Off, our Grammy Award winning album from the Generation Gap Jazz Orchestra. Tune was entitled I've Got Algorithm. I got Algorithm, baby. That's right. No, man, it's slamming, dude. It's slamming. I, it'll be interesting to see what your next record's going to be, quite honestly. I mean, obviously in the same vein, but it'll be... Uh, and it's going to be a live album, too. We decided we're going to do oh, a live album. Okay, okay. So record over two or three oh. nights at a venue and mm, uh, okay. a couple of guests and take the best tracks from that. Love it. We'll do it live. Yeah, there's no pressure on that. <laughs> None whatsoever. Hey, if you can hear mistakes and all, it's like, you know, might as well go for it. Hey, they did it with Basie, and they did it with. I think know, that's the best way to Sinatra. do it. Sinatra, Sinatra's album, yeah. live at the Sands, yeah. live at Capitol, all that stuff. Live. I think I think it's the best way to do it. It really makes sure you're on top of your. A- I mean, you got to be on your A game to do that, man. You can't be messing around. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, that's cool. But you're, um, you're working on a project too. We can't, you know. I mean, I think what's interesting about our relationship is that, you know, whenever we come together as artists. We both come together. Uh, oh, take it easy. Right we come, <laughs> Sorry, folks. <laughs> whenever my we music come together, Tourette's is coming. That's right. That's right. I thought that was my my. Uh, I know. I'm stealing it from you. Whenever we come together, uh, it's great, and and we bring our mutual influences together and make some great music. But we all also like to pull from things outside that we, you know. <laughs> let me rephrase that. Each of us has our own interests and our own projects that we like to do outside of what we do together at Jazz Republic. Yeah. And, you know, what I love about, have always loved about working with Niles is that because he comes from a, a more of a songwriter tradition and being a band leader in his own right, he brings in stuff that's completely, uh, I don't want to say off the wall, but, com- but, but you know, completely uh, different set of influences and he's like a chameleon and this latest project he's doing why don't you tell us about this latest project that you're working on yeah man i'm i'm really i'm really excited because it's been stretching my everything my my lyric writing to my musicianship my guitar playing that i haven't pushed myself in so long so this has been exciting just on that front so i've i've been uh i put together what i'm calling the velveteen flowers and it's a for lack of a better description, it's a it's a rockabilly swing band, and um, it's a trio. So me on guitar, you know, we got a bass and drums. I wanted to whittle it down to a trio because I was in a trio for years, as you know. But I was the bass player mm-hmm. and singer back in those days. But I wanted to whittle it down to just to kind of test myself. It's like, what you know, how big can I make this music with three with three instruments? And I realized quite a bit, you know, what I mean, depending upon how you play. And I love that challenge. And the music, I mean, I've been going back to, you know, some of the the classics, you know, even, you know, Elvis and such and all, all the great blues players. And, um, and of course, in terms of into the 80s, you know, the, the Stray Cats, and then you've got a lot of the, the great swing bands mm-hmm. like uh, Squirrel Nut Zippers and Royal Crown Review and all those guys, what they, when they brought that thing back in the 90s. And I realized, like, I'm having a blast and, and forgot about how much jazz is really integrated into the chordal movements of rockabilly swing. You know, um, a lot of country in there too, you know, some of that country twang. With this, the other reason I'm having such a blast is because, you know, normally, and those of our listeners who've been to our concerts, my stuff is normally pretty uh, down-tempo, chill, 
pretty haunting, noir-like. And this stuff is just much more fun and uplifting. And you know me, dude, that's kind of, that's a stretch for me to do that. And yet, oddly enough, it's become so natural and I'm having a great time uh, putting this record together. And so I'm launching the first single, which is, uh, which we're going to play here in a little bit, but um, I'm launching the whole project March 1st. So the, uh, with the website and, uh, you know, all the social media, of course, uh, profiles, as well as the single and the music video we already shot, which I'm really excited about. And I'm looking forward to playing live a lot um, for numerous reasons. One, because I think to get people up off their seats and dance and move and have a good time is I'm really excited about. And two, trying to book a trio just is much, seemingly much easier than booking an 18-piece big band or even a five-piece or a sextet. You know what I mean? It's it's just, again, the it's just easier to to book that idea and, you know, hopefully, you know, make a little bit more money off that as well. You know, you get a little bit more from whether, you, you know, some of these clubs doing the door deal or a flat rate or even the festivals. You know what I mean? It's, um, so I'm looking forward to Well, you definitely have that. more. You definitely have more options in terms of venues, hopefully, that you can perform at. Yeah. First and foremost. Yeah. Um, you know, 18 people on stage versus three. <laughs> it's just yeah. The sheer, the sheer physics of it is just Well, different. you know, what was funny is that when we went to go record the, the music video, we played the song live, even though ultimately we tracked it to the, the original recording, right? But when playing it live, it was the first time I was playing with the boys because, you know, I, I had... When I recorded these tunes, I've already had the drum tracks from George Doom, our, our old pal in, in L.A. And then um, I recorded, of course, the bass and guitar parts. Um, and so when playing with the band, it was really exciting because it was the first time we did that. And I thought, man, this sounds big as it is. And even Rob Katz, our engineer, who's done our records, because right. that's where we filmed the video, he, he stopped us and goes, man you guys sound like you've been playing for years. You know, of course we got VIP on bass, you know, uh, mm -hmm. Nick VIP Schmidt. And then I've got um, Nick Wiggs Kittle on the drums. And uh, mm -hmm. Nick Kittle used to be one of the, uh, he was a blue man in blue man group for a very long time. So it's a lot of fun, man. And now that I've heard the band live, now I'm not so shy about being in a trio. I'm like, cause you know, when you're in a trio, I mean, it's pretty, you're nude you're exposed. up there. You're, yeah, exposed, you're exposed, man. It's yeah. like you can't mess up. And if you do, everybody knows it. You know, you don't have horns helping you out. I don't have that warm blanket anymore. Like when I'm with when I'm with our Jazz Republic band. You know, it, it's funny for me. It's like right now I'm just having a great time with music again, which I haven't in a while. And not that I don't always love it, but there's a different excitement and um, and love and passion for this, and it just puts a smile on my face with this whole new project. I love it. I love Velveteen Flowers. Believe me, we like Happy Niles. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> we really enjoy Happy Niles being yeah, around. Right. So why don't you introduce some of this new music that you're working on with Velveteen yeah. Flowers? What do you, would you like to have our audience hear? Yeah, yeah, man. Um, I've been watching a lot of the old classic movies with Cary Grant in this and, um, like to catch a thief and it kind of got me on the spark of uh being a you know the cat burglar kind of idea right mm -hmm. so this song uh that we're going to release first which is what the music video will be out um, in the next week or two as well this first single off the album is called sleek cat slippy all right you're listening to 91.5 kunv jazz and more b-side morning brew with Bijan niles 
set your soul on fire He's the devil with a love to spare Courting all the glamorous ladies Secret love affairs Mr. Sleep can't slip back He's making front page news Mr. Feline Frisky He's gonna see your heart from you back you're listening to b-side morning brew with beige and niles on 91.5 kunv jazz and more that last tune you heard was sleek cat slippy a new tune from niles thomas velveteen flowers project man that's a fun tune man that is definitely <laughs> a departure from some of the music we've worked on in the past together yeah. and also some of your other solo projects so 
Yeah. Really, really proud of you, man. There's some really great stuff. It's great to hear you sing in full voice. You haven't really done that in a long time. That's it's been a while. You. I know. And it's... you sound great, man. So thanks. Yeah, man. Uh, Thank I'm looking you. forward to hear, hear more from that. We invite you to go to thejazzrepublic.com and sign up on our mailing list. Something for you to save the date for is our upcoming show at the Smith Center on September 10th. And but, but we also show- have... Oh, good. Uh, no, I was, I was gonna say, I, sorry to interrupt you, man, but I was gonna say, I mean, this one, this show I'm really excited about because we're bringing up a handful of uh, friends and collaborators to this show and just um, making it a really fun show. Not that they haven't been fun before, of course, but it's just nice to have a, a handful of uh, musical guests come up there with us and absolutely jam, you know. We're also looking forward to a couple of surprises that we have in store for our audience. We're looking forward to doing one of our first surprise pop-up shows at an, an intimate it, location to be yeah. announced soon. So we really want you all to be the first to know about that. Well, my friend. Well, my friend, the time has come. It's that time to Raise the roof and have some fun. <laughs> We're going to party. <laughs> um, what a great song, man. Yes, right? Um, forever. I wish. We know we'll all our listeners are now going to go. They're all going to go and go put yeah. on that song. I mean, come yeah, on. Exactly. Come on. Come on. Now. That's a great tune. As always, we want to thank 91.5 KUNV Jazz and More for being our media partner, as well as High Note Roasters, keeping us fresh as a daisy first thing on our B-side morning brew. And we want to thank you, the listeners, for sticking with us. We'll look forward to seeing you in the audience at one of our shows coming up real soon. Thank you, everyone. Enjoy your Sunday. Good morning. You've been listening to B-Side Morning Brew with Beige and Niles. Chillin' on the corner of Lifestyle Ave and Music Street on 91.5 KUNV Jazz and More.